Support for Kansas City Today comes from Cleveland University, Kansas City. From its roots as a chiropractic college to new degree programs in health sciences, CUKC is educating healthcare professionals focused on next-level health. Learn more at cleveland.edu slash impact. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nojia dean Today is Wednesday, September 14th. Coming up, where you can find the new COVID-19 booster in our area and why you should get it. But first, some headlines. A Missouri judge says Jackson County can't appeal a case in which a Cole County judge struck down COVID-19 restrictions issued by local public health departments. KCUR's Dan Margulies has more. The Missouri Court of Appeals ruled that Jackson County should have sought to intervene earlier and not after Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt declined to appeal the decision. The case was filed in 2020 by a St. Louis County restaurant owner amid shutdowns of restaurants during the COVID-19 pandemic. The suit argued that the Missouri Health Department unconstitutionally authorized local health departments to issue public health orders to curb the disease's spread. Last year, a Cole County judge found in favor of the restaurant owner and ruled that local health department's pandemic-related orders violated the Missouri Constitution's separation of powers provision. That ruling remains in effect. A Wisconsin woman has been charged with two felonies in connection with a hit-and-run accident that killed a father of 10 last month. KCUR's Zach Perez has more. The accident happened August 27th. Charles Cornier was struck by a car while riding his bicycle near Longview Lake. The driver of the vehicle, Kyrie Fields, has been charged with leaving the scene of an accident resulting in death and tampering with a motor vehicle. According to Jackson County prosecutors, Fields was distracted by a text message when she struck Cornier. Fields also told police that she was high on an opioid at the time of the crash. The Grandview Police Department recovered Fields' car, which detectives believe was burned after the accident. Fields told authorities she does not remember setting fire to the vehicle. Prosecutors requested a $100,000 bond be set for Fields. Attorneys gave opening statements yesterday in the trial of an elderly man accused of killing a Brookside attorney. KCUR's Peggy Lowe reports. Jackson County prosecutors pieced together the reason, the trail, and even an audio tape in which David Youngerman says he killed Kansas City lawyer Tom Pickert in 2017. They said Youngerman was angry Pickert had won a nearly $6 million verdict on behalf of a homeless man against him. Prosecutor Tim Dollar said Youngerman had his motive, his van, his voice. Youngerman's attorney, Dan Ross, argued that sloppy work by Kansas City police would show they were trying to frame Youngerman, who is now 84 and frail. Youngerman, a millionaire businessman, is charged with first-degree murder. Johnson County Sheriff Calvin Hayden is clarifying remarks he recently made to a group of supporters about his office's ongoing investigation of election results in the county. Kyle Palmer reports. In a nearly two-hour video recorded last month and posted online, Hayden can be seen talking to a few dozen supporters on a variety of topics. At one point, a woman asks him if she can take pictures as an election worker of things she deems suspicious at a polling site. Hayden responds by telling her, quote, be slippery about it if you do it, end quote. Intentionally disclosing private ballot information is a felony in Kansas. In a follow-up interview, Hayden said he does not want anyone to do anything illegal in service of his ongoing election investigation. Hayden so far has not produced any evidence of election fraud. County and state election officials staunchly maintain the validity of recent election results. In the three months since Kansas City launched its program giving free legal representation to tenants in eviction court, 372 eviction cases have taken advantage of the program. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. 
More than half of those cases are still going through the legal process. Of the cases that have been adjudicated, 75 were either dismissed, resolved by agreement between the landlord and tenant, or resolved by a ruling in favor of the tenant. Before the program, Housing Director Jane Pansing Brown says most tenants did not have a lawyer to represent them. Anytime someone is represented in court, they have the opportunity to achieve a result that's better for them than it would be if they had not had a lawyer. Jackson County provides Kansas City officials with the names of people who have received eviction filings, which allows the city to send them a letter notifying them of their right to an attorney. A new COVID-19 booster is now available. Should you get one, even if you've already had a booster? And where can you find them in Kansas City? Noah Taborda is KCUR's new health reporter. He sat down with me to answer these questions. So what do COVID cases and hospitalizations look like in our area right now? So we do have updated numbers for the week of August 28th in the Kansas City metro region. Right now, we're looking at a daily average of 226 new cases over the seven-day span. Uh, This continues a downward trend since a spike in July. We saw nearly 500 cases at one point during that month, and it is actually the lowest case numbers have been since early May. Uh, Hospitalization numbers are also trending down. We're looking at 68 per day over the week of September 4th. Uh, The week prior, the cases actually rose up to about 92. This is a little bit of a return to what we've been seeing. So overall, numbers are trending down uh, across the region. So what does the new booster protect against? So these updated boosters, they use the same technology as the original vaccines. The key difference uh, in a bivalent vaccine is the protection offered against two strains of the same disease. Uh, In the case of this booster, we're looking at protection against the original COVID-19 strain, uh, as well as the BA4 and BA5 Omicron subvariants. And this is key because these are the subvariants that we're seeing most commonly nationwide. Uh, as of late August, BA5 accounted for 89% uh, of the COVID-19 cases we were seeing, and BA4 accounted for 11%. Uh, so obviously, these are the ones that we really need targeting, which raises an important point, which is even if you've been boosted previously, it is recommended you get this bivalent vaccine because of the broader immunity offered uh, and potential to actually uh, have a more robust response against future variants that we haven't seen yet. So who is eligible for the booster and and who should get it? Well, I think that uh, starting with uh, who is eligible, the Pfizer bivalent booster is currently authorized for those 12 and older. Moderna is for 18 and older. That's a key difference to to keep in mind. Uh, The shot is not being restricted to those with compromised immune systems, as we've seen with past stages of vaccine rollout. So if you're over the age of 12, you are recommended to to go out and and get the vaccine. If you're under the age of 12, these boosters haven't been approved yet, um, but officials are still recommending children five and older receive the primary vaccine series and be boosted. Children six months to five years are not eligible for a booster shot yet. Uh, And if you haven't been vaccinated at all against COVID-19, you do need to make sure that you have that original series completed. Once you have that completed, you should wait about at least two months. Some studies recommend four to six months uh, uh, before going out and getting yourself this new booster shot. So what if you've already gotten COVID or if you've already been boosted? Should you still get this? 
Right. I think because of the broad protection being offered, um, health officials, doctors are encouraging that you do get boosted. Um, however, if you have contracted COVID very recently, you know, say it's a week ago, probably not best to go out and, and get it the day after. You're going to want to wait two months uh, to four months, probably somewhere in that range. Um, but, you know, if you have the original booster shot, it is only protecting against that original strain. And as we've seen with the uh, Omicron variants becoming so common, uh, you are lacking a little bit of that protection that this new booster will provide. So how do we know the new boosters are safe? Right. So a common question that's been going around is, uh, you know, we see that there's only been mice testing. So I think people are a little skittish around that. But this isn't actually that uncommon uh, at all. If you want to think about it like the flu shot, each year the flu vaccine changes based on what strains are expected. And those are not routinely tested on humans, but they still garner FDA and CDC backing each year. What they're using here to determine the safety is the hundreds of millions of doses of the COVID-19 vaccine uh, that have already been administered. And, and this body of evidence backs the safety of the shots. So the data that they're using, it comes from three sources. The first is clinical data showing the effectiveness of the original COVID vaccine. Uh, the second is clinical data showing the effectiveness of a BA1 variant vaccine that was approved in the UK. And the third is lab data on mRNA vaccines uh, designed to fight the Omicron variant. And using those three sources, uh, the FDA and CDC both felt confident in giving this new booster emergency use authorization. So you mentioned the, the flu vaccine earlier. Is it possible that we're going to be seeing a new COVID booster every year like we do with the flu? Yeah, I think that's highly likely that, that as the virus changes, uh, there will be a need. Uh, you know, one hope is that this new booster will provide some protection, some added protection to future strains. You know, you're still going to need another booster, but maybe this booster will help at least uh, protect against some future strains. And, and this also raises a point that you shouldn't be concerned. If you want to go get your flu vaccine, you can get the flu vaccine and the COVID booster uh, at the same time. Okay, so where can people get the booster in our area? Right, and that's the key question. Right now, most large chain pharmacies are, are offering uh, the bivalent booster, CVS, Hy-Vee, Walgreens, what have you. You can probably go onto their website uh, and sign up for an appointment. Most of these are by appointment only as supplies are limited. They are obviously getting more and more shipments uh, as the weeks pass and uh, stocking up on the bivalent booster. Now, as far as local health departments offering the vaccine, we're starting to see some uh, counties uh, get rolling. Clay County is offering the Pfizer bivalent vaccine. Kansas City, Missouri's health department also offering the Pfizer vaccine right now. But most are preparing for shipments next week. Uh, and Johnson & Wyandotte have already explicitly stated that they will begin offering the updated booster on September 19th. Jackson, Cass, and Platt counties are expecting shipments next week, but don't have a specified date just yet, uh, just sometime in the in the next week. And health officials, of course, encouraging people to check their department websites where they are providing updates uh, as they receive new information. That was KCUR's health reporter, Noah Taborda.
This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Noah's coverage of COVID-19, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local reporting from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening to Kansas City Today. This daily news podcast brings you the top news in Kansas City each weekday morning, and it's only possible thanks to you. As a nonprofit news station, KCUR relies on individual donations to make this podcast. So we don't depend on advertisers. We depend on you. If you haven't already, you can support our work with a donation at kcur.org support. And thank you.